now playing Why So Serious? What is the makings? Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? No, what's in the fire? He likes scary movies. What does Marcellus Wallace look like? You talking to me? You talking to me? Movie reviews in 20 cues. Hello, good people, and welcome to the podcast Movie Reviews in 20 Cues, the show where we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. I am your host, Sam Hurley, and I am joined this week, first of all, coming all the way from the Solomon Islands to review what is probably his most highly anticipated film of the year. He's been so excited about talking about it, haven't you, Spanky? It's oh, Spanky. yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, so... Birds of prey, flying high. <laughs> I was waiting for a Fatboy Slim slash Jim Morrison. Yeah, <laughs> well, maybe it was just like uh, Margaret Robbie's accent, just coming and going. <laughs> and the other person I'm joined by this week is Liz, making her triumphant return. How are you doing, Liz? I'm doing well. I'm quite enjoying the fact how international we are this week. You know, I'm over in Australia. Spanky's made yes. his way back to New Zealand to help you out. So, yeah, fancy. And you guys were the same ones on the Marriage Story episode, which is fucking great. Clearly, yeah, this is yeah, yeah. this film is exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. Like, really oh, similar film. A lot less wine has been drunk before this <laughs> one, and a lot yeah. more brain cells were lost watching it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so, right. So, yeah, the film that we are doing this week—it's by popular demand. I think I got about two people ask us if we we're ever going to do it, and we are. We totally are. So, if you guys have been listening to recent episodes, what we do now is rather than download a plot of the film. We get whoever's seen the film most recently to describe the plot of the film. Spanky, you actually saw this less than an hour ago, like wandered out of it. So what do you reckon? What is the plot of this film, Spanky? It's sort of hard because the film sort of doesn't really have a story. It's supposed to be be a story of uh, forming of uh, an all-female supergroup of anti-heroines, I guess. But it really just turns into a bit of a story about Harley Quinn's breakup with the Joker. And that's about it, I guess. There's not a hell of a lot more to it. I'd like to point out that the film has actually been retitled in America. It was Birds of Prey for all of a week, and now it's Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey. Yeah, well, I mean, she gets like 95% of the screen time, and you don't really get anything from anyone else, so... Well, the title originally was, right, uh, Birds of Prey and the Fabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. So I mean, they, they did bring it up originally that she was going to be sort of the main character, right? We, we don't have what deep philosophical debate arose. I knew you this episode, but it sort of makes you wonder, like, how many people in Hollywood actually watched this movie, saw this movie, edited this movie, directed this movie and everything, and then put it out, and then a week later was just like, oh, no, no, no fuck it, let's change the title. Like, how do you get to that point, you know? But that's like, that's to me, that's just the problem with the film, is that they went into it with no idea. It's like shoehorned. <laughs> but that happens you know I mean? with so like, much It's shoehorned. Stuff. Everything is shoehorned. The name is shoehorned <laughs> in, the accent are shoehorned in, the story or the lack of... I, pl- I think we need to cut you off <laughs> okay, because yeah. you're answering the first question. <laughs> because all right, all right, all right. I would say that they do that sort of thing with everything. Like you watch ads or whatever and then there's all this controversy and they're like, who let that get by? And you just think, well, people are idiots and they just let yeah. everything go that should not have been put out in the public eye in the first place. The only time they've ever really listened to the fans, I mean, this is an example of listening to the fans, and it's quite ironic that another movie in which they listened to the fans was Sonic the Hedgehog that came out a week later. <laughs> Sonic that generated this massive outcry of the first, like, style of did animation that it had. Did you see the teeth? Yeah, he, yeah they yeah. redid the whole film. <laughs> redid the entire film. Those teeth gave me nightmares. Yeah, that feels exactly. Like, that feels like good money after bad, though. You should just cut it, shouldn't you? Shouldn't you? Well, how much is it to fix teeth? And uh, I wouldn't know. It would have cost millions of dollars. 
Anyway, that's enough about Sonic the Hedgehog. We need to get into Birds of Prey. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the movie we are actually that's how good the, yep. the movie was we're yeah. talking about how crappy another movie was but uh, yeah looking at the reviews for this film 6.6 .6 out of 10 on IMDb Rotten Tomatoes 78% Fandango 78% kind of know where Spanky's cars are going to lie so I'm going to throw it over to Liz first and what would you give this as a score out of 10,000 diamonds Liz I am actually going to rate it on a scale of breakfast sandwiches and Even I'm going to rate it at 5,555 <laughs> <laughs> It was okay. It was a Sunday night movie that I went to with some friends. I went, oh, yeah. Mm. That's about it. What about you, Spanky? Are you going to pull the card out and play the amazing thing that is the shit sandwich where you're going to give this movie a score under 5,000 and get to say two bad things, one good thing about it? it I was already thinking that before I even left the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't think of two good things about this film. Wow. <laughs> 3,700. Oh! That's low. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is low. Uh, I have seen this film twice. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, you loved it. No, I didn't love it. I enjoyed it a lot the first time around. I, I got an email from our local cinema saying, hey, we saw you went and saw this film. Would you want to go see it again for $5? And I was like, okay, I'll go for this. Are you all right, Sam? You can yeah, tell me if there's something wrong with you. If you're suicidal <laughs> yeah. or something like that, you don't need to go to this film twice <laughs> to like get up the courage to kill yourself. <laughs> I like. It. I prefer a slow death. I'm a sadist. <laughs> See, I'm really debating this because I've got way more shit things and good things to say about this film. So I'm just, but I've still enjoyed it. Maybe just slightly more than Liz. So I'm going to go five thousand seven hundred and forty. Right. Anywho, let's uh, let's move into the questions. <laughs> so if you've never listened to this podcast before, what we do is we review a movie by asking twenty weird and wonderful questions about it. We start with ten questions that can be applied to any film. We then move into three personal questions before finishing on a question that we threw out there to you guys, our lovely dear listeners, to answer for us as well as offering our answers and voting on who we get, reckon gave the best answer. The one that we start with and the one and the reason why I cut off Spanky is the compliment sandwich or shit sandwich. In Spanky's case, where you give one thing good, one thing bad, and one thing good about this film if you gave it a score over 5,000, or you give it one thing bad, one thing good, and one thing bad if you gave it a score under 5. Uh, Liz, why don't you let us off, start with a bit of positivity before we move to the shit that is Spanky and then finish on me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good idea, uh, given that I gave almost half, uh, double as much as you. Oh No, not quite, but... Still a hell of a lot more. Um, okay, the first thing I thought was good was the diversity of the cast and that there was quite an array of races. And obviously it was quite a heavily female cast, so I thought that was mm. really good. Uh, something I didn't like was the the switching around of the timing. It just got me really confused. And I get that it's meant to be from her crazy point of view because she's crazy, but mm. it just really lost me a couple of times. Uh, like the time when she's... She's hold, uh, being held up in a car park, and then suddenly she's firing upon the police station. And I was just like, wait, what? How, what? Huh? <laughs> and I just didn't quite click that it had been a time thing for a minute. And it just, mm. yeah, really threw me. I didn't need to be confused on a Sunday evening. And <laughs> finally, I just liked the, the pop vibes and the color. And, you know, just it was done in kind of a fun kind of way. And I just thought that was kind of cool, nice, pretty, whatever. Yeah, I definitely prefer to be confused on a Saturday night, not a Sunday. <laughs> well, yeah. Anywho, <laughs> <laughs> enough about my sexuality. What about you, Spanky? What do you got? Uh, I think I'm going to answer the first one. And I mean, stop trying to make Rosie Perez a thing. She's not going. She's not going to be a thing. But Shots you've fired. hated her since um, since white men can't jump, haven't you? Exactly. Time time has not been kind to her. And if I was started off not liking her, then the time, yeah, it's it's not going to get much better from there. Was she uh, in? Was she in the movie with where is it? Nicholas Cage wins the million yes. dollars or whatever. 
yes, and she yes, was yes, a yes, real yes. bitch in that film. Yeah, I didn't like her at all in that. And that, yeah, yeah. That, that's what's thrown me is that film. I don't like her either. Yeah, right. And then, so my good thing, and I was struggling to get a good thing, but I'm going to say the motorbike roller skates thing. That, <laughs> yeah. was, that was sort of like, you know what I mean? I'm like, that was inventive-ish. I thought that that was sort of fun. And that's about the best that I can do in terms of a compliment. But in general, I'm going to, I'm going to tinge that with a bit of shit, you know, because it's, it's a shit sandwich. Uh, is that the fight scenes were actually generally pretty terribly shot and all over the place. And same thing, I'm like, oh, okay, I see how that's like the frenetic thing and it's like the crazy thing, but it just made the fight scene shit, Yeah, to be honest with you. So, shit sandwich. I mean, I've already mentioned it. I I just found it fun. Like, I found it fun and enjoyable. I Like, I, I thought it skinned along at a pretty good pop, you know, in terms of pacing and in terms of, um, like, how the story progressed. Uh, you're right, Liz, like, I didn't really enjoy... The multitude of time hops, I felt like that could have been probably done a little bit better. The other thing that like kind of took me out of the film is similar to your like time hopping and stuff, Liz. There was a lot of times where like just massive continuity errors. Like there's a there's this bit where they're in the supermarket and they're like, "I'm not paying for this, I'm stealing it," and they smash out of the supermarket with the trolley. And the next scene, they're just showing carrying shopping bags. And I was oh, like, yeah. <laughs> where, "Where the fuck did you get the shopping bags from?" That's gold. Like, like that doesn't make any sense. And then there's another bit at the end where they're trying to make Roman Sionis look like this bad guy and he gets up and he's cutting off this girl's clothing and nothing's, like, no music's being played. But one of the extras in the background who was in the band that was on the stage clearly didn't get that memo and he's just fucking strumming away at his guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I never noticed that, that kind of thing. But, yeah, well, okay, know. second time around, I noticed that stuff. And then there's another one too that's coming up that was a like a scene that stayed with me, but it's another continuity error. And there was just like, the level of production details where they're like keeping that up. And even like a bit at the end, I'm just going to cut off there. There's like a lot of continuity errors that were like, that doesn't make any sense. But I yeah, feel anyway. like they should pull in all these guys from YouTube or whatever um, who posted these things going, ah, oh, look at all these continuity errors. So the ones that find like the Starbucks cup and the Game of Thrones thing and pay them to just watch the film three times each and yes. pull out everything that's gone wrong because they would spot it all and you'd totally look, make your film way less crap. Exactly. Fuck yes. Give me that job, Hollywood. God damn yeah, it. <laughs> I was meaning you specifically. <laughs> yeah. I figured you'd do good at that. Anywho, that moves us on to our question number two, which is the first of our Patreon questions. This question comes courtesy of the amazing man that is Julio of the Contrarians podcast, a podcast in which they rage against the Rotten Tomatoes machine. So for highly fresh movies, they argue why they're shit, and then they offer their true opinions in the second part of their podcast. Ah, uh, Liz, why don't you read us Julio's question for us? The question is, what is your most controversial opinion about this film? Spanky. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. My most controversial opinion is related to, to the fact that it's supposed to be like a, a, a woman's empowerment thing. And the reason why my opinion is controversial is because no man should ever be able to, to give a woman his, his opinion on women's rights, right? So I'm like waiting in. I feel like I'm waiting in with the sharks here. So I'm I just going to say that. Sir to Mark and now. Exactly. All right, I'll exactly. beat you a pub later so, if I need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just going to say that. I didn't think that this was a woman's empowerment for I don't think that the woman seemed actually all that empowered at all. And it was just like, it failed. It failed the woman. That's my controversial opinion. It's, it's funny you touched on that because the internet trolls basically started like saying boycott this film because it's a feminist movie and it's like SJW's gone crazy and all that sort of stuff. I didn't find it like that at all. No, no. The, woman, the, woman, the woman characters weren't all that powerful and for themselves. They had to like team up together and they were like quite timid or had problems, you know? It was yeah. like, the only really about Black Canary was probably about the most, the, the character that had the most. Oh, and Huntress. Um, yeah, all but, of 10 seconds that she was in the film, yeah. Yeah, but she was all like revenge, revenge, revenge. Yeah. She was like a broken woman as well. I didn't really, I didn't really see the powerful female role model. 
Speaking yeah. as a feminist and social justice warrior, um, yeah, <laughs> I agree. There were, and I'll get into it in a couple of other questions, but um, cool. yeah, there were just a couple of things I sort of just went, actually, no. And in fact, my answer to this is relevant for that. Um, and my possibly most controversial opinion for this is I wondered if there was really such a need for all the misogyny and the sexual assault and all of that kind of thing. I get that they're trying to show, oh, you know, women live in a tough world and these women are fighting back against the man and all that kind of thing. But frankly, it just makes me tired and uncomfortable when I see mm. men, you know, pawing at women or talking to them like they're idiots. You're just kind of like, yeah, everybody knows that that there's a issue around, you know, women getting treated badly in the world by men. Not all men, hashtag. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, like I, I just thought, really, do you need to have this bit where he's like when Roman gets the girl to take off her clothes? I just thought, do we really need this? Like, could he not be menacing in a way that isn't specifically sexually oriented? I don't know. Just it just made me uncomfortable. And I thought it was crap. Yeah, that lazy. seemed especially for me. It was uh, you're right. Like it was lazy. It was like okay, Roman hasn't really been shown as this like really bad guy yet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we haven't really shown him as a complete fucking trash bag piece of shit asshole, really. Compared what's to Joker, the, it was bloody... The face, was the ripping off the face thing not bad? Oh, uh, yeah, the face peeling had happened. The face, yeah, the face peeling thing's sort of bad, right? Oh, I suppose, Pretty yeah. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen this movie twice and I completely forgot that scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, he'd come across more as ace, like asexual or, you know, something like that. He didn't really seem to be a a lech kind of thing like it so it was kind of it felt actually out of character for him to suddenly be wanting to see this girl naked like I yeah just went, wait where did that come from yeah exactly because he seemed to be more perverted in his violence as opposed to his misogyny sort of thing so yeah my most controversial opinion was talking about the guy is everyone's gone mental of like oh i've never seen you mcgregor having so much fun oh he was like the best villain performance i've ever seen he sucked i'm sorry i couldn't stand him in this film yeah he know. was not a great villain i yeah i didn't see it I just yeah, I have to disagree, but I'll disagree later as well. You can disagree yeah. later. But there was like a lot of people have like saying that was one of the highlights of this film. But for me, it was just a bit disjointed. And like we talked about that scene and like who he was as a character, he sort of ebbed and flowed. And it's like, sure, if your entire operation is completely screwing up, you can be like that. But it just, yeah, it just went from, you know, like supremely in control to absolutely having no idea what the hell is going on. That just bugs me. Anywho, uh, <laughs> that's enough of that. Why don't we move over to question number three? What is it there, Spanky? What's one thing that this movie was sorely lacking? More Huntress. Give me more Mary Elizabeth Winstead. <laughs> She's amazing. Her so story. awkward. Yeah. So awkward. Yeah. I loved that. I loved amazing. that. That was like the, the biggest piece of depth for me for this film was the fact that she'd been taken as a child, inexplicably by some dude, and then raised to be this like assassin. So her whole social action, interaction her entire life had been a, 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 like an assassin and his son. And that was it. And so when she shows up and she's awkward as hell, I loved it. I loved how that, that sort of matched up. And honestly, she was the best part of this film for me. Yeah, man. Totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah, when I left the film, actually, that was one of the things I talked about with my friends. How we were just laughing how awkward she was and how great it was. And I was like, yeah, I, if I was going to, you know, dress up as one of the characters from the film personally, <laughs> I would probably do her just because I love her awkwardness and that fits my whole personality. So, there we go. Liz will do her. That's right. I'd, for the film. I'd do it as well. <laughs> I see what you did there, Spanky. Excellent clown words. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. I would say, and this, hey, this will come out, uh, maybe across as a bit of a controversial opinion, but I think the movie was lacking the Joker. Like, I just, yeah. I found it really weird that he's this big, omnipotent kind of terrible bad guy that everybody's terrified of, and she's broken up with him, and then she tells everyone in this really 
obvious way. And just there was nothing from him or he didn't – I don't know if he's in jail or something. I don't follow the actual situation of the yeah. books and stuff. But I just feel like there would have been some sort of retaliation from him or he would have shown up somewhere or I don't know. I just really yeah. felt like he should have been in it somehow. That, that was kind of like around the continuity that I was discussing before because – like, they've broken up. They've been broken up for a week. How is it not public information? His guards have tossed her out on the street. Someone like Roman that collects information from everyone, you know, like, the gangsters would talk to each other. You know what I mean? Like, they'd trade stories that, you know, he'd find out about it. Within half an hour of her being thrown out on the street, she wouldn't be able to go to his club for a week and just do whatever the fuck she wanted. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I just I'd felt like really to, strange it wasn't there. I'd yeah. like to riff off that. So, like, yeah, I totally agree. And I think that what the movie is missing is a story. <laughs> <laughs> There was know. a supposedly a story what, that they what, were protecting. What was, what was it? What was it? Someone tell me what the story was. Girls team up to protect fellow girl who is a pickpocket and save the day. Okay, who has a diamond great. inside of her. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't yeah. say it was a great story. No. no. <laughs> That's right. So <laughs> Exactly. Oh, poor yeah. birds of prey. I know there's people out there that absolutely love this film that are probably listening to this right now going, Fuck you guys, I'm out of here. Getting off. 78%. Yeah. Never listening to this podcast like, again. How did any of it get over 5,000? I don't know. I mean, but you can right? do a movie without a massive story. Case in point is uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Exactly. You know, not a hell of a lot of story there, but I liked it. I thought it was pretty cool. But, exactly. Um, Went for a drive, turned around, came back again. Yeah, pretty that's much. Right. <laughs> but, um, you know, they did so much with all the rest of it, with the visuals and stuff. Like, I just thought it was just a really cool thing to watch, regardless of what was actually happening on screen kind of thing. Yeah. But, yeah, this didn't, didn't make up for the story with the extra stuff. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Next. That moves us over to question number four, which is also a Patreon question. This question comes courtesy of the amazing man that is Dave Baker. Dave runs his own Patreon as well that you should all check out at patreon.com forward slash your favorite. Uh, that's the American spelling of the word as well. He's got a ton of awesome, awesome content on there. You guys should all go have a look at. And what Dave would like to know is which two characters from this film, and this is going to break me, Dave, because... <laughs> This is a hard one to answer, but which two characters from this film would you want with you at a house party? Yeah, steal they're, the good ones. Go, they're go. Much, they're, pre- they're pretty much the highlights of the film anyway. So uh, uh, Huntress and um, Black Canary. I, I, <laughs> uh, like, I you know, like babes as well, and they can protect you because they definitely throw down. So, yeah, I'm going with um, Black Canary and the Huntress. Can we all just agree on that? Because what are the other options? No one wants a cop at their party. I think we were pretty much all going to end up on that. The only, the only, I didn't have Huntress because I found her a bit too socially awkward. No, that would be hilarious at a party. It, yeah, you get it would her be. drunk and you get her doing a kick stand or something and she'd be like just this awkward, weird, fantastic nut job at your party. Yeah, but she's all about revenge. Like all it would take was somebody accidentally knocking over a drink or, you know, bumping into her and she'd like break someone's spine. Oh, come on. We've all got that one friend that's a liability. Yeah, I'm sitting beside one right now. <laughs> I would have said Spanky was sitting beside one, actually. I feel like Sam's far more no, no, likely no. to Sam's cause a, rock. a scene. Sam's a rock. <laughs> we're, all, we're all sitting beside one at the moment. Maybe I've just been too drunk to, to ever notice. Maybe I'm the guy. Go- oh, I'm, yes. I'm the, I'm yeah, the yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. If you're looking around wondering if, uh, if why, why you don't have any friends yeah. like that, it's you. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I have shaved a guy's head at a party. Oh, nice. I just do that. I mean, he he asked me to. (laughs) It was was by his choice. This is a consensual. Hey, blacked out guy, I'm going to shave your head. By the way, no answer means yes. Hey, I've watched the tea video, okay? I understand consent. If you're unconscious, they don't want tea. 
<laughs> what? You haven't seen the tea consent video? Okay, everyone who has ever okay. not seen the tea consent video, okay. go to okay. YouTube, type in tea consent and laugh because it is brilliant. Okay. That includes exactly. you, Spanky. Yeah. Uh, the only one I would have substituted out for Huntress would have been Doc. Would have been the... Um... <laughs> that was what I had written down because he'd bring food. Yeah, exactly. And like, sure, his like food might suck, and you need to put a whole bunch of hot sauce on it to make it better. But he's still he's like he knows stories, you know. Like Harley says in the movie, if anybody goes and like wants to know anything that's happening in this town, you go and talk to Doc. So he would be great. He'd be an awesome gossip. You get some real juicy story out of him. That's right. The takeaway store owner is like the the most interesting, one of the most interesting characters in this (laughs) film. Is that not telling you something about the characters in this film? I'm just saying. It doesn't even matter if his food doesn't taste good because when you're drunk, all you want is carbs and protein anyway, right? And I would guess takeaway food is perfect. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. It would be perfect. And that was question number five. What is it there, Liz? Uh, I would like to know what scene in this film do you think will last with you the longest? I'm going to go with a scene that we've already mentioned, and I probably won't do much explanation in it. But the dre- <laughs> but the the um the dr- here comes the creep. <laughs> no, the the dress cutting off scene. It was just a bit disturbing in its own way. It's because you're it's a good a, man, and you find um like objectifying women like that horrible, which is what was, you should do. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. It's the only compliment I'll ever give you, so. Okay. (laughs) I could see you're uncomfortable giving one. Sorry, I'm just going to glow for a bit. (laughs) He's not used to women giving him compliments. This is so weird. That's right. That's right. Well, me and Jeremy. You owe me a shit thing. That means you have to say a shit thing about you, okay? Um, Yeah, that's only only if you rate me over 4,000. I do. I don't like long hair on men, but that's just my own personal thing. And you have a delightful smile. Smile. I feel like oh, I've just sat down at a fucking speed dating. What the fuck is going on? I think here? you've already ruled that out, haven't you? Didn't we decide we were going to divorce in a really horrible way in the last podcast? Mm-hmm. Anywho. Uh, uh, <laughs> what about you, Sam? Run along. What scene in this film will stick with you? Uh, yeah, for me, the scene, well, I was talking about the continuity errors in this movie, and I've been waiting to shit all over the scene, and that's why I'm going to remember it the longest, is the scene where Harley's apartment gets blown up. Now, let's rewind a little bit. We get a knock on the door, and it's like, She's like, don't worry, nobody knows we're here. It's like, open up, police! She's like, oh my god, it's the police! And then she goes to climb out the window, and there's a guy outside who then shoots a, like, a giant ball full of explosives through a window, blows up everything inside of her apartment, and then the very next scene, he's like cackling, the next scene, we see her out on the street to- talking to Doc, and she's like, I can't believe you sold me out. Question one, where did the police go? I do not have an I answer for you. No, yeah. I didn't. I, and on the rewatch... They're not, they're not destroyed by the fucking apartment blowing up. Where are the police? What happened to them? Where's their backup? What are they up to? Whatever. Question number two. What about the guy that shot the bomb in through the window? What was his deal? Did he just shoot the bomb in through the window and then just go, okay, I've done my job, and then just cruise? Maybe they both thought that they got her and they, that the bomb had got her. They're like, oh, well, guess we don't have to stick around for five minutes <laughs> and check the debris. Right, time for some beer nachos. Yeah, exactly, nice. let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> Mine was uh, just the face peeling because... Like, I just the thing where he peels off a face. I'm like, it's just super gross, and I don't want to think about that. Especially because they were making the point that they were killing them, right? So once they peeled the face, then what? That you'd still have to kill them, surely, or they'd have to take forever to bleed out. I don't know. It just was really dark, and just they died pretty quick. Although, 
I feel like they just cut the wife's throat. Yeah. I feel like there'd be some screaming, eh? Like a little bit of screaming? Like at yeah. least a bit of screaming. I would scream I don't think I heard any bit. screaming. Yeah. I don't- a bit of screaming followed by like a flappy sound when the skin covers the mouth, you know? Yeah. Like just- <laughs> you don't, yeah, exactly. You don't need a face to scream, so... Yeah, I would believe you. <laughs> Continuity errors. Oh, I saw that episode of Mythbusters as well. It was great. Do they? L- <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't want to see that episode if they really cut you off don't faces. Need a face to scream on. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was mine. Okay, that moves us over to question number six, which is also a Patreon question, and this question comes courtesy of the amazing woman that is Emily Higgins, who runs the Tasteless Podcast. Podcast in which she takes a movie that everybody loves, and she sort of says, "Nah, it's not that good. You should come check out this other film," which she. Digs up some hidden gems. Well, I, I don't know if you call them hidden gems. I suppose fool's gold's a bit of a gem, isn't it, in some ways? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm stretching here because some of the movies that Emily goes to bat for are yeah, pretty bad. Anyway, what, what would she like to know there, Spanky? What side character would make an awesome spin-off movie? I can't profess enough love for the Huntress. Like, I feel like her story, this girl that like randomly gets taken by a henchman and then given to a group of assassins, Okay, first of all, we're talking about continuity, and here's another time to shit on this. Why did that henchman take her so that she could get revenge on his boss? Because she was a little kid, and he felt sorry for her. Because he was an honoured henchman who came from a long line of henchmen, (laughs) and they had a henchman's code. Right. And he didn't agree you with know? what had happened. Yeah. Yeah, so I I want that sort of backstory. I want to know. Maybe he had a change of heart. I want to see her training. He had a change of heart and went... Oh, I've just thought of these people, and I feel kind of bad about it now. This, this actually, oh, the, maybe this is the wrong career choice. And oh, there's a little girl. I can make it up. I don't know. Redemption. Redemption. Yeah. Maybe it was. So maybe I want his story. Actually, maybe I want to know what was going on with that guy. He's from a family of assassins, and he had a sudden change of heart after he murdered an entire family and fought. You know what? This is my redemption story right here. Yeah. I mean, how many people? How many people actually like their boss? Really, though. You know what I mean? Like, maybe that's the deal. Uh, some my- of my workmates listen to this podcast, maybe, so I'm not going to finish <laughs> oh, this. Yeah. Into that's right. Oops. Oops. <laughs> well, also, if he was, if he grew up with two assassins and he was this amazing assassin, why was he just some loser henchman for some random guy in Gotham? Like, surely. Thank you. That was another one of my questions. Yeah. He was. He was like the black sheep of the family. It's like you know. <laughs> Here's the chosen son, and this is the one I'm going to train and stay in Sicily with you. You just you go to. Gotham. He was only You're mildly right good at killing people, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very average killer. So. Yeah. Yeah. My side character, I thought um, I'd like to see the cop and her the 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 part of her storyline where they talk about how she solved a big case, and then the current chief came in and took it off her and took all the glory, and now he's the chief. I thought that could be yeah. kind of a cool story to go and see what the case was and how she solved it and just see all the crappiness of the Gotham Police Department. It would have been early Gotham as well. We might have got Commissioner Gordon in his earlier years and stuff like that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I like that. That's a good one. Yeah, uh, Spanky? Oh, okay. I'm going with uh, Doc, the Chinese store guy, and I'm going for a, um, like a, a short, like like a like an art house short story type of thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like um, four rooms or something. Like 22 uh, you know short I mean? films so, about Springfield when they like... Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. like, like where people come into the, the Chinese store and they sit down to tell him their like criminal deed for the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 That's what I'm going with. That'd be quite cool because you could have like mm-hmm. each of these different people coming in and then the only shared thing is that they pop in there and order the 32 with extra hot sauce. Uh, they can sit on the same seat yeah. or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. But like, yeah, that's what I'm going with. I think you should make it. Yeah. He's probably not that expensive <laughs> yes. an actor. I say go with it. 
That moves us over to question number seven, which is what film would totally hook up with this film on its first date? I totally think Deadpool. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> oh, is that what you picked? Really? Yeah, of course it what? is. Yeah. I was just like, right, who's someone that would like a girl superhero, that, like girls kicking ass, but someone who's a bit trashy and doesn't, you know, doesn't really give a shit if they're a bit nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Deadpool. A hundred percent. Although he is, is taken, mo- so maybe like pre-movie Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're talking about the whole embodiment of the movie, but like this movie is Deadpool. It's just another vision of Deadpool, which is something which was going to be my controversial opinion, but I've saved it till now. Is because like she she breaks the fourth wall. She talks directly to the camera. She you know um it's like R-rated violence. It's excessive. It's you know revolves around a breakup. And... It's just less good. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't go there, but yes, <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do you got, Spanky? So I'm going with the film is A Knight's Tale, and that the the idea behind this is that it's like the White Knight, like the the pers- type of person that goes for a disturbed girl like this is the White Knight type of guy. Do you know what I mean? Like he's oh, running, yeah. running, coming to the rescue, and he's saving the saving the day, saving the woman. I feel as though. Yeah, get, um, someone who would be happy to get involved with a mentally disturbed girl is a white knight. Well, so. there's the ironic na- thing that, you know, uh, the knight's tale has he who has played exactly. the world's best Joker. So that's kind of funny. That's it's pretty tenuous link, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just thinking that. No. You've got a pre-Joker Heath Ledger, so yeah. Oh, so you think you think Joaquin Phoenix is better than... Nah. Yeah. Heath Ledger's the best Joker. Everybody knows that. Nah, it's, it's definitely Mark Hamill. It's definitely oh. Mark Hamill. Oh, okay, this is outside of my knowledge. Okay, I didn't even know Mark <laughs> Hamill played the Joker, so I'm just going to... Yes, Luke Skywalker played the Joker in the Batman animated TV series and a couple of the animated films. Well, then that means it's just a voice actor. Are you trying to say the voice actors aren't acting? Oh. Not in... Get, get off my <laughs> Look podcast. Look at your smile. <laughs> you were so saying that. Yeah, I never said I was like a... I, I To be honest, I don't like animated films, so... I hate them as well, but his voice in that is awesome. Okay. <laughs> there we go. There's another. Take okay. our words for it. Anywho, question number eight. What is it there, Liz? Uh, which actor's performance seemed like they'd been abducted and forcibly put into the movie? I'm going with the police chief. There's something about him just sort of struck me a bit like, what am I doing here? What's going on? Bye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wasn't much of a ca- Like, he, yeah, he wasn't that involved. Personally, I would have actually said Doc. I just found... Oh, really? I found him quite stilted or you know when he was just like yeah i sold you out um they just paid me money so i did sorry about that so yeah like i just there wasn't that much emotion or anything it was just kind of like yeah that just happened i'm gonna to wait in there with the ewan mcgregor i feel as though he was acting to acting to save his life in a in a, in a um in a losing battle that's what that's what his whole performance looked like they were like me. play a play a weird <laughs> villain and he was like oh my god is this gonna be okay look i'm being zany yeah yeah i could see that Legitimate call. Yeah. Good on you, Spanky. Uh, what is it? Question number nine there, Spanky? Question number nine. What quote from this film would be the worst to hear immediately after you finish having sex? Can I go first? <laughs> you absolutely can go first. Uh, mine was, oh, God, stop. You're going to do that thing where you open up a weirdo's case of torture devices while inexplicably detailing your master plan and how I don't fit into it. Yeah, I, no, that would be disturbing. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't say I'd enjoy good, that. Good, good, good. Yeah, good, good. yeah that's right. Because I really want to be part of your master plan. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking that if you're going to open up a, they think you're going to open up a case of torture devices, they've obviously got a very strange opinion of you. I'm yeah. sort of into that, though. Yeah, well, I'm not one to judge, you know. You do you, baby boo. Yeah, you, you. Actually, that's just made you a bit more interesting to me. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> 
Nipple clamps. You need to cut off your long hair, Spanky. Yeah. Anyway, moving right along. <laughs> uh, I'm no. going to go with I'm, I'm going to go with another great line out of this film, and uh, that's uh, "Oh hey, you're the asshole no one likes." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've heard that before, haven't you? Oh, it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, guys, my line is when Montoya comes back to the police station. She comes walking in, and there's some guy who's just a beat cop or whatever who's just standing there and looks at her and goes. Hey, Montoya, you smell like a dead rat's asshole. <laughs> Firstly, my name's not Montoya, so yeah. that's what's weird. <laughs> Secondly, it was a dead mouse, thank you. <laughs> Literally in the film, I was I turned to my mate and was like, how does he know what a dead rat's asshole smells like? Because you'd have to get it really up close to, to smell a dead rat's asshole. Like a dead that's rat a good point. smell bad enough. And you're going to really smell its asshole? But this is one of those conversations <laughs> where I don't like having an imagination. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gross. Anyway, that moves us down to our final question of the ones that can be applied to any film, which is also a Patreon question. This question comes courtesy of The Amazing Man is Dan Brennick. Welcome to our Patreon questions, Dan. I absolutely love you. Uh, Dan runs the Netflix and Swill podcast, a podcast in which they basically just do exactly that, have a couple of drinks while reviewing stuff that's happening on Netflix. So they might talk about a movie or trailers or upcoming stuff. And what Dan would like to know, well, he threw two questions at us, and given this movie is quite preposterous, I thought I was go with his preposterous question. Which is, how would you have incorporated Blink-182's All the Small Things into this film? Alright, I got it. I've got it. It's the pickpocket scene where the kid's pickpocketing everything. All the little right. all yeah, the, yeah. all the little things. So the kid's like dancing down the street, like grabbing stuff. And it's like, all the small things. And she's like taking the wallet and the watch and stuff like that. I thought that yeah. the, that was it for me. That was where I would have put that in. That's a great call. And great singing, by the way, there. It's definitely not going to get us a copyright infringement, I don't think. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because it's at least seven octaves different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you got, Liz? I thought maybe like Roman and his patrons, like when he was in the club and he's got the band up playing, like maybe they could have <laughs> launched into it just because it might have made it a bit more madcap and a little bit less disturbing. You know, when he's cut yeah. the girls close off, he could have been like, damn it, play, play something, upbeat. And they're like, mm, and then just started playing that, maybe. Na, 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 And he starts like funkily dancing and everyone's kind of like, oh, is it, is it over now? They're crazy. Cool. It's just an idea. I can see that working. For me, it was just that fight that they have in the amusement mile at the end when it's all like sort of in the middle of the funhouse type thing and they're just jumping around all crazy and it's just nuts. Kind of similar to the music video, which is admittedly just them just like ripping off boy bands and, you know, bright and funky colors and all that sort of stuff. So that, that's what I was thinking. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and that moves us over to our personal questions that we had while watching this film. Spanky, you get your first this week. What are your three questions, Spanky? Harley Quinn uses a range and assortment of weapons uh, to, to dispatch her foes with. What was your favourite weapon? Glitter gun, glitter gun. Oh my God, I love yes. the glitter gun. God damn it. I'm a girl. I had to get him for glitter gun because I'm a girl and girls like glitter. So yeah, that was amazing. It made me beautiful visuals and I really liked that she wasn't using a proper gun and that they, she wasn't killing people. I thought that was cool. And it was pretty and it was glitter. Oh my God. Girls love unicorns. <laughs> right <laughs> oh jesus the other one that i really liked was the um massive pile of cocaine <laughs> yes that was a yes. great weapon yes no. wasn't it wasn't it brilliant <laughs> and it totally would have right. worked that quickly and had exactly that effect too exactly yeah that's not that any of us would know anything about using cocaine. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so I, I found the movie was full of cliches and tropes. Are you What's... kidding? You're the guy that really didn't like this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So what do, you, what, do you, what do you think? What do you think is the worst trope in this movie? 
I've got to answer this before Liz says it because Liz seems to have quite a lot of my answers <laughs> for this one. Uh, close runner-up was the henchman that didn't trust the new girl. Like the, oh, somebody's dodgy here. Oh, I don't like you. And oh, Probably some sexism really like. in there too. Yeah, there was a bit of that. Uh, I, that was a close runner-up, but the, the number one was the, the girl with the like earth-shattering level of power that doesn't bother using it at any point during the film until right at the end. And I get it. I get it. It's, it's the big reveal. It's the big reveal of like, hey, look what this girl had all along. But it just completely shits all over the rest of the film. All those other, like when she's fighting those dudes in the alleyway and shit like that, and they look like an taker and stuff like that. She had plenty of other chances to use this powers, and instead now, now's the time. Yeah. And they were showing up outside. She could open the window and be like, rah, all gone. <laughs> but but she, fell, she fell over for like 30 seconds or something. You know what I mean? That's, she can't use it because she's going to fall over for 30 seconds. That was exactly what she sounded like too, Sam. Blah. Yeah. <laughs> Blah. <laughs> yeah, you could never play Black Canary. I can tell you that. Yeah, this is the reason why I never got the role. Yeah. I auditioned. And- <laughs> oh, clearly. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing different from you and her except for your voice. I had a, Thank you. I had a different answer. And it was um, kind of harking back to your um, opinion earlier, Spanky, about how this wasn't a feminist film. I just really get a bit bored with the, oh, all the girls, like, team up together to beat the boys, and we're all a big, cool group of girls who are cool and girls. I just, it's so out- overdone and outplayed, and could they not just be cool chicks, and then maybe there's one guy in there that's cool or something? I don't know. I just, I found it really teeny bopper, cliche crap. Yeah, you got a good point there, Liz, because it just, it just feels forced. Like, the Avengers movies, and, you know, have done it really well, Justice League really poorly, but the, the films where they actually come together organically and you sort of believe the reasons why they're there in that circumstance. Whereas this, it just feel like, hey, we need to put them all together and this is the only way we've come up with. Yeah, and even if, they'd, of- even if they'd, you know, they came together in that way and fought together in that way, I don't think that it'll be besties afterwards, like the way that they all just went for margaritas or whatever. I was just like, oh, oh so you're all just besties now. Again, one of my continuity problems with this film, and I'm going to use that to jump onto it, was they are, they're all besties at the end of the film. And then the girl that has the diamond side of her is like, I need to go to the toilet. And they're like, yay. And then they go to the toilet and then Harley and her leave. No, she doesn't. They leave. I don't think she does in that case because they got the diamond back. The Exactly. Yeah. No, but they stole her car at the end. They, they totally stole her car they and totally took off. Did. Yeah, no, I thought Harley stole the car. Yeah. But Cassandra wasn't in it. Was she? No, she was there. Yeah, she she was. was her like, little yeah. protege. Okay, that yeah. does That was suck. the thing. Yeah, no, she wasn't so, at so, the end scene. I thought, oh, then Harley went back and picked her up and blah, blah, blah later. No, no, no. So that was no. the continuity. So it was like, they the went diamond? to the toilet. Exactly. How did she get the information off the diamond? And we and Harley even says, that diamond I sold gave me a good chunk of change and maybe like, start my own business. So at what point did she go back to, <laughs> hey, hey, guys, I know I just totally did a runner on you, but here's, here's the details for your family's $300 million fortune or something like that. At what point? Okay, that made no sense. Yeah, you're right. That is crap. Continuity. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. I like the way I yeah. understood it. I'm just going to go back to pretending that's what happened. It's cool. Sort of, awesome. Sort of help the continuity if it had a bit of a story. Yeah. <laughs> what? Did you not think it had a story, Spanky? I haven't picked that up from you at all. Oh, well, you're telling us that now. That's fucking a bit of a change. Yeah. And so what's your last question there, Spanky? So my last question is, is this Ewan McGregor's worst film? I'm going to say yes, because I went back and Googled like what his films have been to see if there was anything else I hated in there, and there was just nothing that really stood out. So I would say this is the one he was the most crappy in. Have you seen the 2015 film starring Johnny Depp called Mordecai? No, but it sounds bad if it's starring it's Johnny Depp. Horrendous, but have you seen oh, you, Star Wars The Phantom Menace? Yeah. Oh, yes, I was actually wondering what you guys thought of that, but I'm not a nerd girl, so I was like, that film was okay. 
So it's universally hated by the Star but, Wars community. Yeah. See, I wouldn't consider myself a member of the Star Wars community. Well, there goes bronze and silver anyway. Gold <laughs> definitely goes to Michael Bay's 20, 2006 film, The Island. Oh, it's so bad. Man. I started oh, watching that. Man. Couldn't keep going. Oh. Early ScarJo, eh? Early ScarJo. Early ScarJo. And we know how yeah. I feel about yeah. ScarJo from the last podcast we did and that I <laughs> exactly. do not like her. So, yeah, you're really – that's not a seller to me. So, yeah. Okay, fair enough. No. Nah. Movie is completely disjointed, doesn't really have much of a story. It's all spectacle, no substance. Uh, we still are talking about the islands, not birds of prey. <laughs> <laughs> are we? <laughs> fits both. Fair enough. Exactly. And that moves me over to my questions. First question, uh, again, talking about sort of continuity and scenes making sense. And we talked about it before. At one point, Harley Quinn in a scene reminiscent of the Looney Tunes, walks into a police station. She's like, hi! Or dress up in a dress and stuff like that. Drops a dress, pulls out me and Liz's favorite weapon, which was the grenade launcher full of, like, sparkle bombs, and just starts shooting people in the police station. Glitter! The police station full <laughs> of trained police officers just starts blowing them away. Only one cop, and I was checking for it the second time, only one cop pulls his gun out and tries to shoot her. A cop coming out of the stairwell, and she, like, bats it down, beats him up. What happened? Why do you guys reckon none of the other police officers just got their gun and immediately blew her away? They were bullet rationing. There was a, a, <laughs> a, a the great bullet shortage of uh, 2019, um, and uh, all of all, all of Gotham, um, because uh, bullets in general were sparsely used. So there was a maybe there was a problem with uh, brass production. They didn't get the maybe the bullets were made of Ace Chemicals, and she'd just blown True. it up. You see, and they went, "Oh, we go. the bullets were there blown we up." Go. So. I I just assumed it was because they were too inept because they seemed completely rubbish in everything. So we are talking about a city in which a guy has to dress up like a bat in order for crime to get sort of reduced to a normal level. <laughs> You'd think that would shame them into some actually decent police work, but no, apparently not. Exactly. Question. My second question. A lot has been said about how. Well, a lot has been said on Wikipedia, and that's about the only place that sort of confirms this. But apparently. Roman and Zaz were in a homosexual relationship together. I think that is probably not true. Not because I think that either of them couldn't be gay. I think they probably could be. And in fact, I think Zaz was keen on Roman because he seemed yeah. to be really obsessed with him. But um, I felt that Roman was too obsessed with his status to date lower than him. He seemed someone that wouldn't want to date someone who was like just his henchman. And yeah. um, also, I still got the vibe that he was kind of ace, like asexual. I didn't really get a sexual vibe from him. So, Zaz, keen, but Roman, no. Oh, I didn't see enough in there to confirm it. Spanky, you've literally seen this movie a couple of hours ago. What do you reckon? They're, they're, they're both pretty weird, and I feel like there's some sort of fetishism thing they're like cuckolding. Like, they weren't like holding hands type of lovers. They were like, I watch you from the cupboard with a camera type of lovers, I think. <laughs> yeah, you're, you cutting that guy's face off gives me my, my wank bank material. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just want to watch from the corner with the camera. He was very voyeuristic. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't see it, guys. Sorry. Cool. And final question. Which one from the Birds of Prey ladies do you think would be most likely to clog up your social media feed with a pyramid scheme? Rosie Perez's character. Oh, I wouldn't have picked her at all. I thought she was far too sensible and bossy. And I don't know. I thought Harley Quinn. 
Nah, she hasn't got her shit enough together to, like, actually get... You know what I mean? Like, she'd be, like, useless at it. Yeah, but... She wouldn't... Fl- that's it. She'd clog your... Med- she'd be really annoying, and you wouldn't sign up to it. True. Yeah. Yeah. I happen to know someone, and Sam, in fact, knows the same person, and we may have talked about this person in, yes. in the past, who, who got into one of these fitness crazes or whatever, and she would... Isogenics. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to keep it vague, so if they ever listened, they wouldn't know. But, uh, yeah, uh, she got really intense about it, and she'd end up, like messaging us through his account and stuff so yeah i thought like she wasn't very good at it either and that's the kind of thing i think carly quinn would do she totally sent out a blast from like joker's account and stuff i could imagine her totally falling for something like that yeah eh? exactly because she, she's broken poor in this and all it would take was like hey if you sell these teas and she's like well i'm kind of famous people know who i am yeah. people know i'm joker's ex-girlfriend yeah yeah i, I could totally see it and mm-hmm. um yeah just because you get into a pyramid scheme doesn't mean you have to be dumb I mean, it probably helps, yeah. but... Bit of behavioural psychology in there. Use the old PhD. Give it a stretch, you know? Yeah. Exactly. All good. So that's my question, son. What have you got there, Liz? All right. Uh, so question number 17. Uh, I feel like you've touched on this far too much already, but um, <laughs> this was a ludicrous film. There was a lot of really crazy, weird, unbelievable, insane shit that happened in this film. And I would like to yeah. know, what did you think was the most ludicrous thing that happened in this movie? I sort of touched on it in my questions, but I, it continues throughout the rest of the film. We we get like a bit of a backstory as to who Harley Quinn was. She grew up in an orphanage. She, she went off and did her PhD, uh, became a, like did a doctorate, and then she went and joined up with the Joker. So she's probably been with the Joker for what, like two or three years. But in this film, she's literally taking down henchmen left, right, and center without even coming close to being damaged. And I'm like, how are you so good at like like fighting and martial arts and everything like that? Like I. Absolutely understand the Huntress. She's been training since she was a little kid. Absolutely understand Montoya. She's a police officer. She trains for, like, you know, physical altercations. Black Canary, more believable that she's got street smarts and knows how to fight, mm-hmm. and that she can take out two drunk dudes at the end. Totally dig all that. But the fact that Harley Quinn is, like, the best MMA fighter ever. Yeah, yeah, too, too, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I, yep. I think that's fair. What was ludicrous about this film was the, the end, actually, the, um, that Harley Quinn and this little girl. They're like partners now, because I don't think that's like anywhere in Harley Quinn's storyline or what have you, and it just sort of seems like really like weird and out of character. So that she and Cassandra yeah. Kane have decided to pair up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that's the most ludicrous. Yeah. Yeah, sure. At a film where a girl has a pet hyena who she trains to eat her, the hyena's previous owner, you're going, of that the most ludicrous? Just his legs. That a, a, woman, <laughs> a woman who'd like got a PhD ends up with a crazy person and like jumps into a vat of acid. Like, I mean, like, is, is, am I not allowed to have an opinion? No. No, not that opinion. That's <laughs> a shit opinion. No, obviously not. Obviously I'm against not. free rights opinion. Yeah, so maybe, maybe, maybe I'll just, uh, yeah, maybe, I, maybe everything was fantastic. I'm against free speech. That's basically There you go. Anyway, continue, Liz. What's your next question? Um, this was a special one for both of you, and you are not allowed yes. to answer Ewan McGregor. Uh, mm-hmm. Which of the main Boom. cast would you cosplay as? The little girl. Yeah, the little girl. She had and then some I'd go around and fashion. get photos with all the Harley Quinns. Oh yeah, <laughs> she did add some bang uh, bang and fashion actually, and lots oh, of I pockets. Could do the, the hair, yeah, I got it. I got that. I got that cosplay. Nice, bit boring, I, but okay. I've never worn a pair of uh, sparkly gold pants before in my entire life. Have you not? No, unfortunately, never worn. Never uh, one of our friends has on a stag dude that revealed most of his testicles, but I have never worn. A pair of like nice, very gold pants. Well, you had them They're in your bag tight. for a while, so I just wondered whether or not you had just, you know. <laughs> Tried so. them out before you yeah, put them on? Nah. Yeah. Oh, I'm basically saying Black Canary. I'd love to be Black Canary. <laughs> I don't think you've got the hair for it, but um, 
I don't have anything for it. I'm sure, oh, you might have the caboose. We, we can wig him. Uh, yeah, we can wig him. She did have an amazing ass in those gold pants. Like, I don't know what anyone says. I, mate, yep. if you cannot fap to Black Canary in those gold <laughs> pants, then I'm telling you, you do not like women because I just about did. She looked hot. <laughs> but it also made me feel quite good because back in the days when I was 18 and, what, like a size 8, I used to have this these amazing purple pants. I think they made out of, like, PVC or... God knows, but they were clingy as hell. And I, yeah, I looked amazing. And I'm just going to say it. I did. No, but I know it because one time when I was standing at an ATM, I was like getting some cash out and I was wearing these pants and a group of my friends were with me. And um, I think they were all male actually at the time. And this other group of guys came by and they were sort of like wolf whistling or whatever. I was like, oh, piss off. And then I felt something touch my ass. And my guys were like, oh, I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to beat you up. And I'm like, guys, guys, it's fine, whatever. Like, it's woman's life. Welcome to womanhood. And yeah. they were like, no, 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 we're going to kick his ass. And I'm like, it's fine, it's fine. Like, and then after they walked off, they were like, I can't believe you pulled us back from that. I'm like, well, you just touched my ass. They're like, no, he licked your ass. And I was like, oh. whoa. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, you should have kicked that guy's ass. They're like, we know. <laughs> Absolutely. That dude's in a jail somewhere, eh? Yeah, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit disappointed with you. You should have let your boys. Yeah, yeah, I was just kind of like, well, because I just thought, oh, I don't want them to get in trouble. And what if this group is going to beat them up or whatever? But nah, after that, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, that's really gross. They should have really taken that guy down. So yeah, anyway, yeah. the point is, I have a fabulous, fabulous ass. What were we talking about? <laughs> Not your ass. Not your ass. <laughs> but that's where it went. a great topic but of conversation. I do like to take the conversation there as and when I can. <laughs> I'm surprised it's taken this, this many questions to get up to your ass, but yeah, here we are. I've really been holding oh, what's back. I've really been resting. <laughs> yeah. But baby got back. Yeah. And I, my final question was to, to move on from my ass. Uh, which additional superhero or villain would you incorporate into this movie? Uh, this film was originally going to be potentially just a solo Harley Quinn film, or it was going to be uh, Gotham City Sirens. For those that aren't familiar with Gotham City Sirens, that is Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy, and Catwoman, who are all like besties in the comics after uh, Harley breaks up with Joker. And yeah, some actually like, really awesome stories. I would have liked that. I don't know if I potentially would have preferred Poison Ivy or Catwoman if I only have to pick one. Probably, yeah, probably Ivy. I think Ivy is. I mean, she's a doctor as well, and she's a lot more serious than Harley Quinn. I think, you know, you need your, your straight man to your crazy man. So, yeah, that would have been it. Probably Poison Ivy. I'm, and I'm going to geek out on you a little bit as well. Uh, Ella, we all give the love to the Black Canary, and that a long-time uh, associate of the Black Canary is actually um, Green Arrow. So Black Canary is strongly in the Arrowverse. So I'm saying that it would have been appropriate to have the Green Arrow in there. I have to say, the TV shows that I've seen with Green Arrow and them, they always cast a pretty hot dude, so I would have been fine with that. <laughs> uh, anywho, let's move us down to our final question, which was our listener question that we threw out there to you guys to answer. Unfortunately, sorry, Facebook, I forgot to put a, a post up for you guys, but we've got some Twitter answers. But what I want to know from you guys, and this is going to be fun to hear from Liz, given that she's not much of a comic book or movie aficionado, but what do you guys reckon is your favorite performance by an actress in a comic book movie or show? Well, yeah, it's funny you say that because I, I thought, oh, I'm going to have to do some research because Wonder Woman, I loved the movie Wonder Woman, but I just, Gal, Gal Gadot was okay. I think it was actually just the character. I found a bit sappy and blah. Suddenly I thought, oh, duh, Captain Marvel. She's fantastic. Brie Larson is yes. amazing. I love Brie Larson. I love that she just didn't smile and, and like the posters for it and like 
all the incels were like, oh my God, why aren't you smiling? And then she posted up this link where someone had photoshopped a bunch of like male superheroes smiling in their posters and it looked ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So I just really liked her. She was badass. She just didn't take bullshit. And she was also just a bit fucked up. And yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that she was just this uh, no apologies kind of woman. She, she's my go. What about you, Spanky? What are you going for? So I'm going to push the limits of this one a little bit. And it's it's a graphic novel, so that's sort of comic book. Tote counts. Uh, and, 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 it's, and it's Eva Green's Ava Lord in Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. She is a dame to kill for. She's the, the, the woman that's bad for you, but you go there anyway. And she's, she's the ultimate and seductive and, and everything like that. So I'm going with Eva Green's. Ava Lord. And I want to I wanna give a special shout out, though, to, to Brie Larson, but not Brie yeah. Larson in the film that you're thinking as... Scott Pilgrim vs. the World? Scott Pilgrim vs. Yeah. the World. Yeah, yeah. Envy yeah. Adams. Uh, she is another badass chick in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I've got a couple, like, a couple of runners up. I really like Zoe Sedana in Infinity War. Also really liked Hayley Atwell as Peggy Carter in Agent Carter, the TV series. Yes. Not so much the movies that she was in, but uh, yeah, Kristen Ritter is Jessica Jones. It's just something about her, man. Uh-huh. She just pulls off that character that could have been really one note and one dimensional. So she's great. I just, yeah, I'm just going to go with her. There's so many others out there that I would have like swung for, but yeah, I'm just going to go with that. Okie dokie. Ah, now we're going to go over to Twitter and we're going to judge all of you wonderful listeners and your answers and see who we reckon maybe gave the best. Emily Higgins from the Tasteless Podcast, who we mentioned before, start off with, yay! <laughs> I think <laughs> she likes actresses. Yeah. Yeah. Yay, Emily, oh, yeah. me too. More women in movies, I say. Pretty sure she was yang for us doing another podcast. I think that was what she was yang about. <laughs> nice. Oh. Love you, Emily. Anywho, uh, Gal Gadot's and Wonder Woman. There you go, Liz. There goes your just theory. Something, but no, I like I like Gal Gadot. I just didn't yeah. like the character as much. She's just too goody two shoes or something. We have to remember that Emily Higgins also runs the Tasteless podcast where she goes to bat for uh, people in horrible, horrible films. Hence why Parker Posey and Blade Trinity is an interesting <laughs> choice there, Emily. Yep. Kirsten Dunst and Spider-Man and Kristen Ritter and Jessica Jones. Thank you, Emily. You came in strong at the end. Tara Maholic, obviously Halle Berry and Catwoman. Uh, yep. Obviously? Really? Obviously, yeah. Uh, I think she's taking the piss because good old Dan from Netflix and Swill also said obviously and then just shared the YouTube video of the one-on-one basketball match between Halle Berry and Benjamin Bratt out of Catwoman is so bad. So bad. To which I just replied, well, yeah, I mean, of course. Talking about Catwoman, though, Gidget Von Rue said Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. Oh, yeah. Batman Returns. Yep. Fantastic. The that cinema- white gold that Michelle it's Pfeiffer. It's almost yeah. as good as Grease 2. She was really great in that. <laughs> <laughs> One of the worst films ever. Yeah. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, cinema guys, I want to take this moment to pick the original Harley Quinn, which was Laurie Petty in Tank Girl. It's a guilty pleasure that I love. You might be the only person that does love that film there, bud. But uh, yeah, good on you, cinema guys, for throwing that at us. Nick from the Epic Film Guys said, Oh, I mean, I'll take any opportunity to shout praise on Amy Adams and Man of Steel. But also shout out to the badass original gangster that is Lois Lane, aka Margot Kidder, in the original spot, uh, Superman films. Oh, yeah. Okay, and that's a good one. I prefer um, uh, Terry Hatcher in the oh, Real Adventures gosh. of Superman with Dean Kane. <laughs> <laughs> TV's Travis, see Kristen Ritter from Jessica Jones, Laura yes. Petty, Tank Girl, Margot Robbie, Birds of Prey, Rachel Taylor, Jessica Jones. Oh, yeah, true. Good point. Uh, Katie Lotz from Legends of Tomorrow. Two Peas on a Pod, said ScarJo as Black Widow, Brie Larson's yeah. Captain Marvel, Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman, Margot as Harley Quinn, and Holly Hunter as Elastigirl. TV's Travis followed Elastigirl, great choice, Holly Hunter. Whoa. 
Hard eyes. <laughs> you actually Steve. made hard eyes just now. I was impressed. Uh, Steve from Everything I Learned from Movies podcast went with Michelle Pfeiffer from Cat. Oh, there's Catwoman, of course. Uh, Mackenzie Lambert said Kristen Ritter and Jessica Jones. Yeah. Thank you. Amy Smith said, "Got to say, Elizabeth Olsen has been killing it as Scarlet Witch, and I cannot wait to see what she does with Wandavision." Interesting. Right. Emma at the movies said Karen Gillan in Endgame as Nebula. The way the character developed throughout the film was wonderful to watch, and her interactions with Stark and Rhodey were really touching moments. Oh, that almost made me change my uh, change my choice there, Emma. Well done. And Jules from New Zealand, aka Jules from Fate of Eisen, said that that was mine as well. Thanks, Jules. Geek Elite Media said Emma Stone as Gwen Stacy, Femke Ansett as Jean Grey, Journey Smollett Bell as Black Canary from that, this film we've just talked about, and Halfway as Catwoman. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Enjoyed all these movies more than others, but almost everyone is great. Cheers, Mitch. You're the man. Lillian Sue said Katie Lotts and Arrow. 20th Century Geek Pod said Katie Lotts is great, but I've got to go with either Daphne Keen and Logan. Oh, god damn it. Yeah. I think Sam it. found his answer. Oh, god damn it. Or Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. Uh, Lewis Anderson, Margot Robbie and the whole team in Birds of Prey, Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman, Kara Gilliard as Nebula, Gail Gadot as Wonder Woman, and Kristen Ritter as Jessica Jones. Trope Stormtroopers podcast posted Piggy Carter from Agent Carter, okay, Halle Atwell, good choice. Becca said Gail Gadot as Wonder Woman, Lewis Anderson said Margot Robbie inhabits all the qualities that define of Harley Quinn. Even if you're not a fan of the movie she's featured in, there's no denying that Margot is awesome through each one. I'm hugely excited to see her return in for the Suicide Squad. Uh, and then finally, Anisha said Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique. Yeah, she could. Okay. Uh, okay. Earlier no, films, no. yeah, totally. Op- but opinions, opinions. You know, I yeah. like Jay Lawrence. But mm. yeah, I hated, I hated that. Like she ditched the makeup for the last one. So you know what I mean? Like, give, she'd given up, man. Cool. And that takes us to the end. Anything you else you guys want to add? Anything at all? No, nice to be doing a podcast again, man. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. But I do ask that we do a film that we actually both really like next time that that could be good <laughs> oh, i don't know if we if we all like it it's it's, it's just no nah, i don't know if we have to do like it together yeah oh, no nah, this has been interesting fine yeah. just let me pick it <laughs> little woman here we come <laughs> just tell it how it is if you just want to pick the movie just say i want to fucking pick the movie yeah, yeah okay we're doing <laughs> right. little woman it's gonna I'd be i'd love great. to do a little what? woman what Aww. i've been meaning to watch that saoirse ronan and uh, florence Pugh and all that okay. i Are suggested that Gerwig directed you know, i suggested a couple of that before marriage story and you were like oh oh no i don't think so <laughs> no <laughs> i was like no. i'm pretty sure i can't convince spanky <laughs> spanky into watching you just get him know. drunk and make him watch it yeah. clearly works yeah, that's right yeah <laughs> he's not legally allowed to watch little woman so that's... <laughs> i'm on a register <laughs> Well, that's awkward. Um, guys, even though these guys are horrifying, please do come back and listen to future podcasts and tell Sam how much I'm great because then I can come back and do more. Yes, Liz will be making a regular recurrence. Uh, she's basically filling in for maternity leave that is Stacey. So, yeah, there we go. If you want to get in contact with us, you can find us on Twitter at MeReviewsIn. You can find us on email at MRITQS at gmail.com. And if you just search out MeReviews and Twitter Qs on Facebook, you will be able to find us um, upcoming episodes. I'm doing Point Break with the guys from Shaken Not Nerd. That'll probably be our next episode. Me, Machu, and Kahu. Well, we are Bad Boys for Life, so we're definitely going to be doing Bad Boys for Life at some point soon. Thanks again for listening, and yeah, that's just thanks for me. Thanks for me. Kakitiano.